All right, all right, all right. <laughs> so Michael Gebbin here. Welcome to Jumpstart Sessions, where my goal is to provide videographers and filmmakers with a greater sense and a greater level of clarity, confidence, and connection with their life. Um, you know, what I've found is through the years, there's lots of different business coaches. There's lots of different mentoring and coaching out there. Um, and having tried lots of different things and experienced lots of different things, I've found that, um, quite frankly, certain things can apply to lots of different people while there's other things that just don't apply to everyone. Um, and so I found that when I've been able to, you know, learn from people who aren't doing what I'm doing, that's great. But depending on what I'm needing help with, it's really great to learn from somebody who's been through the trenches, been through what you're trying to accomplish and comes from a place of understanding. So the greater clarity you have, the faster you'll be able to move. The more confidence you have, the better clients you'll get, the better jobs you'll get. And what I find, there's kind of two sets of people I'm jumpstarting at times, people who are really trying to get going and build momentum, and those people who already have a lot of momentum and have a lot of jobs and opportunities, things coming in, but they are overwhelmed, stressed, and both sides of people could be overwhelmed and stressed, but for very different reasons, because one de doesn't have any business. The other one has way too much stuff going on. And we've got to figure out at times for both, what are the things that matter for you, your life, your personality, and what you're doing? So that's what this is all about. Um, we're not covering any tech on here. We're not covering typically very specific tactics because those things come and go. But when you got your mindset right and you've got clarity on certain things for your personality, what you're more inclined to do than not do, your strengths, your weaknesses, um, what I find is, is through the years of 13 plus years of being in video production, really since I was in high school, I'm going to be 33 this year is that when you've got your mindset right, when you've got the self-awareness, when you've got the principles right, you've built the, the foundation right, then really anything is possible. And you'll see people accelerate much faster and do phenomenal things within their life and business when those things are right. Through all the years of filming all the different workshops and events and conferences I've filmed and seeing people come again and again and again and not have breakthroughs, I think it's because they're just trying to have band-aid fixes and fix the tactics and fix these strategies and those things at times just don't matter if the other things aren't right so today you know some of it's a little clickbaity at times a lot of the, the titles that i bring up are typically things that kind of get people in get the conversation going but we've got what gimbal or glide cam to get losing three thousand dollars plus yearly uh client over a 25 dollar charge a viral video and potentially how to to get that how to have that happen um, and then when to use Vimeo, Facebook, or YouTube. Now, this is just, this is kind of a strategic thing, but I, I, I want those who are doing film and video to recognize that when I see inside these different groups that are out there, some of the things that are happening, I just feel inclined to ultimately speak up. And something I just added as well before we get into those is you can go to jumpstart my question. If you want to leave a question on a future episode. And so if you'd like your question answered on a future episode of Jumpstart Sessions, then ultimately just um, leave me a comment at jumpstartmyquestion.com. Uh, and then you can go there. You can leave it anonymously if you like, uh, but at least leave your first name in the question. But it's a pretty simple doc to fill out. And then if you'd like to be a guest on a future session, you can just go to jumpstarters.net. And there's a, there's a couple places there where you can submit to be a guest on a future Jumpstart session. So 
Without further ado, let's get right into today's topic. So I see in a lot of these filmmaking groups what gimbal or what glide cam to get. And I'm going to give you a little story because I have this saying that I always say, which is it's the wizard, not the wand. And this applies to golf, tennis, any entertainment, musician, videography, photography, design, whatever it is you're doing, it is the wizard, not the wand. But we get so caught up in the beginning of my career, and especially those just starting out, you can't help but be consumed. And especially nowadays, there is a million more options than there used to be. And, you know, I'm only 33. People who were like, you know, 50 are sitting here going, yeah, there was no options. You know, there was like two cameras to pick from. But ultimately, of course, the simple answer is it really doesn't matter. And back in the day, there was a company called Still Motion. And this company was using, at the time, there really weren't gimbals available. They were, you know, uh, the handheld stabilizers or full-blown, the vest, the arm, you know, the whole thing, uh, a Steadicam, you know, set up. Looked like RoboCop. And I remember Still Motion using the Steadicam Pilot and the Steadicam Flyer. These were respectively, I think, like four and eight thousand dollar. The vest, the arm, and then it was made by Steadicam. And I remember Michael Wong specifically, a guy who worked for Still Motion, using the Pilot. And I had had some conversations with them. And I remember buying one. And then up until that point, though, I was using the Glidecam 2000 HD handheld. And I remember that I ended up putting, the, you know, a year or so, two years later, I put together this demo reel. And this demo reel had uh, all these shots in it, of course, that were stabilizer shots. And only two shots were from the Steadicam pilot. The rest were from my Glidecam handheld. And I remember Michael going, man, you must really love that pilot. And the reality was I was so proud of myself that he actually thought this entire demo was shot with this stabilizer that had the arm, the vest, the whole thing. And he thought it was shot with that because contextually he was, you know, he knew I owned it and he thought that's what I used. And I was so proud that only two of the shots in that edit were from that. The rest were from the handheld glide cam. But what I found was is that, um, you know, nowadays, if people haven't learned the glide cam, I do believe that the glide cam is a lot more difficult to learn than potentially some of these. Um, I've known some people who've had glide cams for three and four years and were getting better and doing okay. And they got the gimbal. And within a few months, they were shooting really well on it. The only thing I've seen happen, and I have some people who've had it happen, is that from time to time, there's essentially, you know, mechanical, technical issues with the gimbals that then you got a real issue because it just doesn't work. The battery's not working, whatever, mechanically. Whereas, you know, good old-fashioned glide cam, it, <laughs> thing's either working or it's broken. Like, literally broken. You've broken the glide cam. Otherwise, it's just, it's going to work. There's no batteries or anything um, attached to it. And so, you know, I had had that before there was ever any of this. And so I can still use that just as good as anyone who, on certain levels, has a gimbal. Although there are many, many benefits to the gimbal. So, at the end of the day, if you haven't started using one at all... I'd potentially push you into checking out a gimbal. I don't care what one, doesn't matter to me, um, that I'm not no expert on, but at the, at, at the same time, recognize that it doesn't fully matter which one because there are people using the cheaper ones, getting better shots than people with expensive ones because wizard, not the one, the people with the expensive ones don't necessarily know how to use it as well as the guy who has a cheaper one. And I, I've seen this time and time and time again. And so it's the same thing with cameras and everything. You know, if, if you don't know how to use it that well, 
then somebody with a lesser quality whatever will do better than you, right? You can't take the pencil that Stephen King uses to write his books and then you're going to channel everything about Stephen King and write a best-selling book. It just, it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. And so ultimately, just keep that in mind when thinking about what camera, what editing software, what lens, or looking at other people that you look up to and thinking you got to use what they use. And maybe they use $800 a piece lights or they use $6,000 plus cameras. I mean, that's fantastic. But I know plenty of people where money's an issue as a videographer or as a filmmaker and you're going and getting fifteen dollars to $20,000 worth or more of gear and camera equipment and then not being able to make any money with it. And then because you've got this debt from it and everything else, it becomes a major issue. Whereas in, in this day and age, I mean, a $5,000 or, $5, or less setup could take you so far to getting you momentum and helping you make money to then being able to upgrade. But even then, sometimes the upgrades are really more, you know, um, it really depends because sometimes it's more for our peers than it is for our clients because our clients don't really necessarily know the difference because they're not in groups on a daily basis studying what everybody else is doing. They're doing their own thing and then they look out and they need the potential you know, service. So just keep that in mind. So the next one, I actually just heard this. This isn't specifically a videographer losing a client, but this is what some videographers, when they're pricing things, and they really don't know how to price things, that they do. So they nickel and dime the client into the ground. And I just saw a guy who I'm starting to do some stuff with where he owns a big, he did own a big agency. And he said they had this accountant, and the accountant had everything done, and the accountant called him up and said, hey, would you like us to bring down the, um, bring down the taxes, bring down everything for you, we'll, we'll drive it down there. And so they did, and they brought it down, and then he noticed, you know, about a month later, they got a bill for the $3,000 service to do what they did for the taxes. And then there was a little charge of $25 in mileage that essentially was for them driving down and dropping the taxes off when they offered to do it. And so the guy was like, this is freaking ridiculous, $25. Like, and now granted, one could argue $25 on top of $3,000, what difference does it make? It was the principal that he already paid $3,000 and now they're nickel and diamond for $25 when they offered to come down there. So the expectation was that they were bringing it down and that they were going to, you know, effectively um, just do that for him as a, as a kind gesture. And so I see this in, in video projects, especially, say, with weddings. You know, you might be getting $2,500, $3,000, $4,000, and you're putting charges in there that are like, I charged you $100 for mileage, you know. And, and it depends. If you've got to get on a plane, there's certain things that got to happen. I get it. But one thing you'll find, too, and I've done this through the years, and there's there's a lot of nuance to this, but when it comes to pricing, I don't like people to have the ability to tear apart line by line by line, item by item by item, everything that it is that I'm offering and that I'm doing. And so what that means is, is like most of the time, it's just here's the price to do what you want. So if it's a wedding, here's the price to show up, shoot, edit, create a great video, whatever some of the deliverables potentially are, but don't get into cameras, necessarily even hours, travel, all these things, because that allows them to go, 
Well, you're charging me $300 for the, for the drone? Hmm, I don't think we really need a drone. Could we, could we remove the drone? And then, really, it's $2,000 for travel costs. Okay, well, maybe we need to take out the travel cost. And then these things, they start to look at and go, well, maybe we just need to remove this. Maybe we just need to remove that. And so essentially, now all of a sudden, you have this great thing you're super excited about. It's the Holy Grail. And then now they've torn it apart. And you're like, okay, now I, I get to do this basically one simple thing. And it won't be as good. The client didn't allow me to do this and do that. They don't want to pay for it. Now, here's the thing that I find is that depending on where you're at in your career will really matter as to whether or whether or not that, I won't say is an issue, but what you do there. Because if you ever want to get excellent jobs where you're getting paid super, super well, you have to create excellence at times to begin with. And I see a lot of people, the way their businesses and things are set up, they're not set up in such a way where it costs them an enormous amount of money to pull off a project. At least overall, most of the people not listening to what I'm doing, they're not needing you know, 10 people hired on to help and another, you know, and to pay for that and then another 4000 or $5,000 in rentals to pull off a project. A lot of people own everything. They got all the equipment that they need. They got everything that they need to do the project. So now it's more so a time thing than it is a money thing. And so it's very, very important to just over deliver for what you say you're going to do. You want people to remember you for creating an excellent experience. And the things we're talking about on here, you know, some people get excited about it. Some people aren't excited about it at all, right? Like as soon as we're not actually talking about the exact cameras and these things, because that's in abundance. There is an abundance of people talking about those topics. And I wished I would have had these things when I started 13 years ago, but really I guess on certain levels, it hasn't changed uh, uh, very much, you know, and in, in regards to what people are creating for people to consume, for people to learn about. But the amount of people I talk to behind the scenes who are desperately needing these other things to be discussed because no one's discussing them. On one level, it's not sexy, but on another level, it's it's so necessary. And so... And it's where people are either staying in business or going out of business. I mean, luckily, I've been self-employed, doing my own thing, an entrepreneur, not having to, quote unquote, work for anybody else or be hired as an employee somewhere really since I was in high school. And, um, and so it's been quite a journey, but there's been a lot of ups and downs, and it's been very difficult to find support in these areas. And there's a lot of different advice. And sometimes you're learning from somebody who runs a $20 million company when you're trying to do $60,000. And so the way they treat their clients, the way they build for their clients, the way they execute on those projects is far different than it is when doing, you know, you know, doing a $500,000 project is far different than doing a $5,000 project. Now, the final product at times, from what I've seen with some guys I know who do multi-$100,000 projects, doesn't necessarily mean, depending on who you're doing for and depending on a few variables, that the final output of the video or the visual will look night and day different, but the behind-the-scenes process is very different. I had a buddy once who did a project, and I showed it to one of my big agency friends, 
and I just showed it to him and didn't say anything besides what do you think? How many people would it take you to make this, et cetera, et cetera. And it was fascinating because he said, oh, there'd probably be three or four people that would work on a project like this at least. Probably charge twenty-five dollars to $45,000. And I was so, and, I, and he said it might take, you know, a couple weeks at least to, to complete. And my buddy had made it in like three or four days by himself for, you know, it didn't really cost him anything per se as a collective whole, but he was able to charge $15,000 on that. Um, but he was about to only charge 10 before we talked about it. And so it's very fascinating the things that are out there. So I posted um, this next topic here, viral videos, how to. I think the interesting thing is, is nobody on a lot of levels can fully know why something goes viral or doesn't go viral. I've seen people do series of videos and they don't do anything and we have four videos. One of them goes crazy, one of them doesn't. I had a buddy once who did a documentary and he raised a ton of money on his first documentary and this he said he spent months and months and months and months. Well, no, he... he only spent, actually, this is a reverse. The first one he did, he raised a ton of money and he put a little bit of effort in the trailer and then just released it, didn't think much of it. It got like hundreds of thousands of views. And then the other one, he's like, all right, I got all this you know, steam behind me. Everything is, is lined up. We're gonna do a lot of promotion around this. I'm spending months creating it. And then he did that one and that video hardly did anything. And so very, very fascinating that there really isn't an exact science or formula to why something will potentially go viral or not, even people's wedding videos. You know, there's, 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 there's times where all of a sudden a wedding video just goes crazy and the thing's got 100,000 views. Sometimes we don't see that, I've seen certain people where when you see it on, say, Facebook, on the guy's personal page, like on his business page, the video has 300,000 views. What isn't known that is that that particular couple that he filmed for has a YouTube channel with 5 million subscribers, and so that couple, has the ability to truly jumpstart that video. And all it takes, I've, I've seen guys hack campaigns where they bought things from people who have huge followings and then those followings share the videos. But if they put the videos on their own stuff, it doesn't do anything because sometimes, you know, again, context matters. If a celebrity or big brand that someone trusts shares a video, that video will do far more than just shared from, you know, someone's personal page. And we all, you know, lots of people know the lady who was the Chewbacca lady and she just thought she was getting in her car and got this mask from Target or whatever and laughed inside of it. And that was it. And then thought, okay, fantastic. Upload, you know, I think it was a live. And then she got like 300,000 followers overnight and it went crazy. Then other people tried to duplicate it. Of course, it didn't do anything because it wasn't even authentic. And it's already been done. You can't see an idea that's gone viral and then duplicate it and assume you'll get the same results. I think sometimes we do that. We see a wedding video, a, a commercial, a demo, or whatever, and then it goes crazy and we think, oh my God, I'll just duplicate that to a T. And then as a byproduct, mine will go crazy too because obviously it worked once. Yeah, but once that novelty is worn off, effectively, it's going to lose its longevity even on the one that it took off for and then anything after that. And so there's a lot of things, and that's things I just keep liking to talk about on topics where it's kind of breaking down these myths sometimes of thinking there's one size fits all. Follow this. Duplicate to a T what somebody else is doing, and then that'll work for you. And I think that if we can demystify some of these topics, some of these different things that are effectively, you know, happening, and because there's no context, we're out there, we're observing all these different 
businesses, all these different things are happening. And at times it's very crippling because we don't know what to do. And I think there used to be a time, at least when I started, <laughs> you know, 13 years ago, where it was simple. You typed in wedding video online, there was really not much to find because there wasn't even YouTube. And now you type in wedding video on YouTube and there's millions of results. And so, you know, there's so many things where one can be crippled by because of the options, the opportunities. And what we do is, is we become very indecisive and we don't take any action. But action is very, very important to essentially the acceleration of what it is that you're wanting to do and the success in which you're going to have in doing that. And uh, I believe it's very important. And, you know, the, the thing is, is that there isn't an exact science. And I think that there's people who think that there is. And some people have some good track records. But, you know, so do some people have some good track records magically of winning the lottery. And other people don't. <laughs> you know I mean? Some people have won the lottery like multiple times and lost all their money. And other people can't win it once in a lifetime. And they buy tickets their whole life. So, you know, it, it's one of those things where, um, you know, Focusing on large now is much more difficult than focusing on small. It's easier to go small to large than it is to just go from nothing to large. Um, and just keep that in mind. And so my final little, this one's a little just tidbit for anybody out there who's, you know, doing video and film or being, you know, hiring somebody to do this. Make sure at least for all, for, for the unforeseeable future, this is just a little bonus tip for anybody. If you're in these groups and you're posting and wondering why you get zero comments and likes as a collective whole on your content, but you're po posting a Vimeo link or a YouTube link, especially on Facebook, Facebook, for whatever reason, on a lot of levels, is doing whatever it can in the algorithm to never show that to hardly anybody. They don't want you to leave the Facebook ethos. So links, all that is the same way. When there's links and things involved, then what happens is, is it removes uh, the reach. And so the best thing to make sure you do is, you know, you can use something like Vimeo or potentially YouTube, um, to privately potentially send something to your client or to post that on your website. Uh, but your best place for having to tie back into the other one, some kind of virality to happen is to post it on Facebook. And so, um, because, it keeps people there, and it's just easy to share, to comment, to interact. Whereas if I'm clicking the link, then sometimes it opens in a new app and it does all this stuff. And so people might even somewhat be seeing it, but you're going to be losing out on a lot of the uh, reach that you can get just from organic reach naturally through like Facebook, while simultaneously the reach that will happen because it's just simple for somebody to click that share button and share it without having to go through a whole rigmarole to make it happen. And so just keep that in mind that, you know, although you may have these things hosted on Vimeo, you may think they look better on Vimeo or YouTube or whatever. Ultimately, if you're posting something into the Facebook ethos, just use Facebook. Um, just upload it straight to Facebook. And, you know, um, don't worry too much whether or whether or not you're actually um, – you know, the thing looks quite as good because typically that's going to be a nuance that you're probably noticing and no one else outside of peers probably notices, but it's just a great thing for your clients, uh, for you, especially if you're creating business type films and videos 
it's going to help them so much more. And then for weddings as well, it's going to help your business. Typically, it's best to just load it to your own fan page and then let them share it from there. That way, your kind of branding is is there. And then businesses, you know, I wouldn't typically share from your own necessarily. I would, um, you know allow it to upload to their page, but help educate them. This is something that you should know while simultaneously it's something that you should share um, because it's very important that if you're making things for people, obviously, um, depending on the context of who it's being made for, you want it to help them, you want it to be seen, but most people are making things that they want to be seen. Um, you're not making films and videos and doing things and you don't want them to be seen. So that is a big thing to just keep in mind. Really excited to keep this journey on. And, you know, even for me, the ability to talk to a videographer and filmmaker is so much more powerful at times than it is to talk to everybody. And through the years, as I've wanted to be a jump starter and uh, coach and mentor, you know, at times I've tried to apply myself to everyone and I did that with video production, you know, bonus tip here at the end. Um, you know, when I was trying to be all things to all people within my video production company, I did okay. When I tried to be something for someone, I did excellent. And so through the years, I've tried to inspire everyone. And I think I definitely inspired people. There's no doubt. I'm not saying I didn't, but I definitely I am inspiring and more confident and more certain and more powerful speaking to a specific somebody. And the cool thing is for any of you, this is a bonus tip, is that the power as well is that if I'm speaking to everybody, now I'm jumped in the pool of everyone. Meaning, whether it's Tim Ferriss or Tony Robbins, whoever, whoever's out there that's in the inspiring person realm, I'm now lumped into all of those people. But when I'm mainly focusing on the filmmaker, the videographer, well, now those guys are talking to all sorts of random people, and it might be at times hard to apply what they're saying to your situation, and the context is very important. Um, and so ultimately, I find that now my competition lowers. And so if you think you're trying to compete with your services with the world, then yeah, it's going to be difficult. When you look at these groups and you're comparing yourself to other people, you're going to have this comparison trap because you're never going to be as good. But there always will be somebody better. There will always be somebody below. But you can find you know, an area of interest for you that where when you get to talk to clients about that topic, you're passionate about it, you get it, you understand it. I have seen people break through time and time again because when they talk to those clients and they have a connection with them, it's so much more powerful than talking to somebody who you have no understanding of what you're doing. That's why when you're trying to be all things, all people, you're trying to do everything, you're going you're gonna to have a lot of weakness there. Um, and in the beginning, then sometimes is what exactly what you have to do. But at the same time, you want to be able to grow into a place where you have that ability to find some level of, of focus. Because when you have that, and you have the clarity, you'll be able to move a lot faster than when you're unclear. It's like going down that road that's, you know, your foggy windshield you can't see. You need to get somewhere in maybe a certain amount of time, but you just can't go fast because you're afraid you're going to crash. And, um, you know, that's the thing. So, you know, if you want to learn tech and training, of course, I'm not your guy. But if you want to learn more mindset and business strategies for filmmaking and video, uh, more than happy to help. So super excited to help you. I'm going to pop off here for today. Have an amazing rest of your day. Keep rocking and rolling and uh, looking forward to connecting more. We'll talk soon. <laughs>